It's time to get scrumptious with two sexy English muffins. It sounds delicious and it's adorable. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Alex Tyson, you might remember yesterday, I quite bravely admitted that uh, I would, and I genuinely believe this, be a professional soccer player if it weren't for the fact that I could not kick the ball. All right, now it sounds stupid, <laughs> I mean, but I was a goalkeeper, okay? You'd be and good I was at a really soccer if you could kick a ball, yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah if, I, no. if I was, a, I was a really good goalkeeper. I really mean this. Like I was, I was, I was rep teams. I was, I was should have been great, and I could well, not kick the ball off the ground if it was motionless. Well, I'm very similar to you, Matt. Like, I would be an excellent gymnast if I could do a backflip. I would be so no, good. No, it's but... not like that at all. It's like it's like you'd be an amazing chef if only you could cook um, temper chocolate. <laughs> do you know? Oh, no, judge. Well, look, Cass has gotten in touch. All right, she got in touch on the gram. All right, and she has given sent us a message of, of support. And, uh, oh, you know, let us know that she has a very similar situation. Her Zoolander moment. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I'm responding to today's Matt and Alex All Day Brecky podcast about what should you be amazing at, but you suck at. I'm a concert pianist. I play at weddings. I play at corporate shows. I write music. Like, I'm in the music industry, and my I've been playing piano since I was four. So I've done all the grades. Like, I've, I've got the expertise behind me, but I cannot cannot for the life of me play the song that goes the left hand that goes I cannot do it I can play any piece any jazz standard any classical standard but you put that in front of me and it's GG we're done game over I suck at it Thank oh, you, Cass, Cass. you're talking about heart and soul. <laughs> oh, wow. That is incredible work from Cass. And a game-changing way of answering Matt and Alex Talkback. If you just want to voice memo us, feel free to uh, throw one of them in the DMs. But that's that's pretty good. It seems like she knows what you're talking about there, Matt. Oh, my God. And if you know what I'm talking about, what is your Zoolander thing, all right? I can't what is turn your, left. Yeah, what is your can't turn left? What is your, I should be an amazing soccer player, but I literally cannot kick a ball that is still, oh, yeah, out of the hands, mate, it's going up, up past halfway. I can boot <laughs> the crap out of it. I cannot kick a ball that's on the ground, all right? So, there we go. But anyways, look, all right, well, we... what we're talking about, vulnerability and openness, all right? You know, I'm, these are just things that I'm, that are, that are true to me. We've got some guests on our show today who are just absolute legends. That's right. We've got Michelle and Zara from the podcast Shameless joining us today. Uh, not only do I rip a podcast, they've uh, managed to pull together a book as well. The Space Between is what it's called. They're going to be coming uh, and having a chat with us a little bit later on. Plus, up next, we get a little bit mysterious. It's Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Hello. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Now, Matt, first things first, big news coming out today in the world of graph. And I'm not talking your scatter plots or your pie charts. I'm talking your underground visual artistry, your graffiti. Yeah, mate. Um, there is a certain old television star from the 90s who is uh, being accused <laughs> or suggested that they're Banksy. 
Yeah, Banksy, uh, one of the biggest graffiti artists in the world, for, has been anonymous for many, many years, has, you know, done art all over the world, even on, you know, the, the Gaza Strip. He's been down there in London. His work sell for millions. And when they did, he sometimes shreds them live in the in the room. But <laughs> That's right. I forgot he did that. What a move. Yeah, I know. What, what a move. The buyer bought it for millions and <laughs> just shredded. <laughs> But then that I think cool. as soon as that happened, like the price doubled because the news went <laughs> everywhere. And so the person wasn't so upset after a little while. But anyway, no one really knows who he is. I remember when Aurora went on uh, Triple J, there was a few bit of talk as to it could be a famous musician or something like that. Well, but the latest person has been accused of being, uh, being Banksy and it is the former host of this show. This is an art attack. This is an art attack. This is Art Attack! Yeah, that's right. Neil Buchanan, who is the host of this wildly popular 90s kids show from the UK, has had to force... uh, He's been forced to deny... A lot of internet rumours uh, revolving around the, the the idea that he is Banksy. Um, and look, when has the internet ever been wrong, Alex Dyson? Never. Never. <laughs> I've yet to see it proven wrong yet. And so um, a lot of people saying that, yeah, this, this Neil Buchanan man, one of the great shows, of course, Art Attack, watching it on uh, ABC TV, this is an art attack. It's just so fun to say the intro, but um, it could. He's denied it. Uh, fans became convinced that it was Neil Buchanan. He's fifty-eight, so uh, he's had plenty of time. Um, but no one really knows where the rumor came from, other than this man does art. This man also does <laughs> art. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know whether Neil Buchanan put the vest on um, Stormzy when Bugsy put the vest on me. Felt like God was testing me. Um, I I spent ages saying that, by the way, just around the house for like so much of COVID. I'd just be like, when Bunksy put the vest on me. Um, anyways, he had to put a web a statement on his website. It says Neil Buchanan is not Banksy. We've been un- inundated with inquiries over the weekend regarding the current social media story. Unfortunately, his website does not have the infrastructure to answer all the inquiries individually. So here it is. The truth is, there's no truth in the room whatsoever. But so the search, Matt continues for who in fact is Banksy and you know Matt and I we we're known as uh, the detectives of radio we we sniff a few places where you know others dare not tread well I don't just share a studio with Tom Tilly but I also share his interest in investigative journalism <laughs> and let me tell you that I do uh, I do like to find out these worldwide phenomenal secrets. So we did do a little bit of an investigation and we came up with this. I'm walking down a small lane in Chippendale past the Lansdowne Hotel. It's like hangovers from mornings past are bashing at my temples, hoping my brain will let them in. The wind is cold. Grease from the fried chicken breakfast is still warm on my lips. Pigeons stare at me as though I'm their half-cousin. If it wasn't for this investigatory podcast, I'd technically be unemployed. I walk past a small image spray-painted onto a wall. A man throwing a grenade. It's a Banksy. And I wonder, who is this man? Why is he spray-painting so low to the ground? And what is the original recipe secret spice they put in that chicken? This is Muriel. Mural. (laughs) 
Sorry, anyways, look, we did some investigations. All right, the point, the point is... Uh, we've got a couple of ideas of who this could be. Matt O'Kine has been hitting the, the web, occasionally drifting into the uh, the darker spheres, and he's come up with a list of the top five Banksy suspects. There's actually nine. Eight. <laughs> eight. All right, here we go. Hit, hit some right. music. Here well, we go. Let's see if, if eight make the edit. <laughs> Robert Irwin. Little Bobby Irwin. <laughs> you wouldn't expect it. No. Okay, the chick chick boom girl. <laughs> She's very right. political, you know, the guns and yeah. everything like that. No, that, that um, works with the art. Yeah, I understand. Yep. yep. Harold Holt. Why disappear? It, I have to look at the timeline when he left exactly. and when Banksy was exactly. born and when they they started popping up. Interesting, mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. be H- Harold from Neighbours. All right, he's had he's had <laughs> more like bizarre storylines. I'll tell you that much. He wouldn't be, and he wouldn't be unbelievable. And people in the UK love him. People in <laughs> yes. the UK love him. Banksy yep. too. Healthy Harold the giraffe. <laughs> well, he does have an obsession with animals, Banksy. And, yeah. You know, he well, had that exhibition where he painted a, an elephant in a room. People were talking about um, the Art Attack Man, but let's talk about who the real artist is in the kids' kids' television world. Mr. Squiggle. All right, who do you think oh! can actually... Who, who actually has the infrastructure to go and paint all these things <laughs> late at night? But I, I haven't seen any Banksy's go up that were in grey lead, Matt. So um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. that's, that's an op- option. Oh, look, the other two are stupid. All right, I was going to say, <laughs> surprise, surprise. I was going to say Barack oh. Obama. And then I was going to say the Mully Grub's face. But anyways, I mean, when but the Mully Grub's face is a wall. Do you know what I mean? So like if you are a wall, then you can paint a wall. So there you go. All right, well... The, there it is, the top, <laughs> the top suspects. Let us know who you think Banksy is. We'd love to know. Matt.Endo Alex. Coffee? Yeah, go A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Well, you may have heard our next two guests on their award-winning pop culture podcast. It's called Shameless. They now have a book out. It's called The Space Between. It's all about life and love and ambition and mind and body and voice in your (laughs) 20s, living, getting by, getting through. Uh, The book is called The Space Between, and our two guests are Zara McDonald and Michelle Andrews from The Shameless Podcast. Hoi. How are you? Thanks Hello. For oh, thank you so much for jumping on the show. Very excited to be having a chat to you, uh, Michelle. You joined us as one of our uh, meme experts a little while, uh, the official meme judging mm-hmm. panel. But Zara, your first I time on All Day Breakfast. Queen, yeah. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> uh, Actually, thank you I very have a story if you'll allow me. Oh, please, I, please. The floor is yours. I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, Michelle's just realised what I'm going to say. After Michelle, Michelle was quite nervous coming onto your show because she thought I'm not, I'm not funny enough for these guys. How am I going to crack some jokes along with them? Mm. And so I texted her after, a very anxious friend, saying, "Michelle, how did you go?" And she said, I sh- I'll, sh- "I'll send you the messages." She said, "I did very well. I was actually very funny. I had a great, really funny opening line." Yes. <laughs> 
you guys are Canadian. So I was like, oh, God, I'm going to screw it up and I'm going to be all awkward. So, yeah, Zara's kind of hung me out to dry there, but that is a completely true story. Well, from memory, the opening line, Michelle, was I'm just here for the book plug, um, which did make us both laugh a fair bit. Uh, would you say this time around it's for our charming company and personality, not to plug the book <laughs> The Space Between by uh, Michelle and Zara? you, boys. But there you go. I think the fact you remembered my opening line means it was a pretty good opening line. Like that yes. backs it up, right? We can all be in a I know. That I it. <laughs> That's what I'm saddest about, that they do remember it. <laughs> yeah, that is great. Well, The Space Between is the book. And, yeah, talking about sort of navigating the 20s, um, Matt and I totally unable to relate as two gentlemen in their 30s as well. Mm-hmm. So could you, we, are you able to translate a little bit of what the book's into to, to uh, men who have cracked that threshold? <laughs> I mean, we can try. We wanted to write a book for ideally women in their 20s rather than men in their 30s, as you say, um, because we wanted to write about experiences that we'd had or kind of conversations that had started to come up on the podcast that kind of didn't fit into kind of any of the portfolio of work that we had. So we wanted to talk about things like mind and body, as you say, um, chronic health conditions, mental health conditions, finding your voice, um, issues around love. A lot of people have said to us, you're really vulnerable in this book. You've opened up and you've shared a lot and we have. And I think the more I think about it, the more I realise the reason we were that way is because we're such good friends. And Zara and I really trust each other. And when we come onto the podcast, we write a book together, we feel like we're telling each other these stories and we feel like we're being open and honest with each other. And I think if the friendship wasn't the heart of everything we do, we wouldn't be able to be that way with our audience. I think the only reason we do put everything out there and we do kind of push back on shame and we do share ourselves and expose ourselves and kind of open up to our vulnerabilities is because we lean on each other and it feels like it's just a chat between the two of us. Um, It's been great so far and it's been good to find such a great community of people along the way as well. Well, I'll tell you what I didn't know anything about um, before I read the book and that's situationships. Uh, (laughs) Did you guys coin this phrase? Do you not know about them because you work in them and not realising. <laughs> I mean, I certainly, I think I was. A situationship is like the grey area between being friends with benefits and being in a committed relationship. So you do more than just sleep together. Like you probably go on dates. You probably like talk about having a future together. But you're like in that weird limbo before you decide your boyfriend, girlfriend or boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever you are. So... I was in a situation ship. I don't know if we coined this. All I remember thinking is it's like a situation. Like whatever's going on between you, you don't have a word for it. It's just a situation where you're kind of committed. You don't think you're sleeping with other people. You probably haven't had that discussion yet. You've probably gone on like six, seven, eight dates. Um, Sounding familiar? <laughs> well, no, look, I tell you what, I mean, I have been in a situation ship before, but it's funny because it, it only came out, it was, it was a, as a result of having had a breakup and you think I'm I, I'm not going to be in a relationship for however long, you know, you set yourself boundaries and it's kind of like, it's kind of like with the pokies. If you've ever played the pokies. <laughs> it seems all right. If you've ever played the pokies, right, and you get free spins and you think, well, I won't get free spins for, a, you know, another little while now. <laughs> and then it's like, but it's not, it's random. It's complete. Life is random. You may very well get free spins on the next turn or you could never get free spins again. It's like, that's what love is. It's like playing the bike. You could get addicted to relationships. I'm not going to lie. This has gone straight off my head, but I'm thinking more about like the literal now thing of 
free spins. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've got a. The book is all about being in uh, being in your twenties, um, mm. and so. We've actually devised a little quiz for you guys. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. yeah, we want to find yeah. out more about Michelle and Zara from Shameless. So we want to ask which which kind of person are you? We'll put a, throw a few scenarios at you, which are very typical of people in their twenties, and you can just tell us which <laughs> avenue you will take. Okay. All right? Okay. All right. Here we go. Mish or Zara, which one does this? <clears throat> you have a dream about a man called Quelle. And then that morning you buy a coffee from a barista called Kelly. Which one of you believes it's a sign? (laughs) I don't think either of us would, Zara. We are so not like, and I know this will kill so many women listening, we're not into astrology or any of that like reading into the signs thing. I think if we had to pick one, it would be me. All right, because I've heard you're quite... Are you the oracle, Zara? I'm the oracle, aren't you? Um, Yeah, I am the oracle. (laughs) I believe in greater powers. Yeah, so I mean, wouldn't that be a psychic signal to your, to your, you know? It would be. It's me. Thank you for that. <laughs> yes, it starts with the same letter, so I think that's pretty obvious. That's a, that's a dead set sign. All right. All right. The, the real estate agent is coming around to your rental property, okay? Do you tidy up and hide the things under the bed, okay? Or do you write it out and say, this is my house and I'm living how I'm living? A, and if my partner a. would definitely be option B, and every time it happens, we have an argument about it. He's like, you need to chill out. It's going to be fine. And I'm like, we're going to be kicked out. Like, if we haven't changed over the toilet roll, we're going to be kicked out of this rental. That's Absolutely what, option A. I used a, to think, a all the way. Yeah, well, I used to, I mean, as, when you're in your 20s, you truly believe that, like, that the landlord is going to... Yes. They, they, like, lord... They lord you, you know what I mean? I'm but petrified as, of my landlord. <laughs> but as you get older, you realise they need you. They need you badly, <laughs> yeah. all right? Actually, they, they need you right now, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay, it's a group dinner. The bill is yes. $18, but everyone pays $20. When it gets to the last person, you notice that they only pay $10 and then opt to leave no tip. Which one of you... Calls them out, Zara or Michelle? Zara. Fuck! Ah! Zara, <laughs> Zara would, because I'm such a I wouldn't actually, okay, <laughs> clarification. I wouldn't in this scenario call anyone out, but I would call people out at a faster rate than Michelle would, yes. Okay, why wouldn't you call anyone out in that situation? You wouldn't be like, hey, I saw you only put $10 in. Is it, because you know, is accusing someone of being stingy in this case a blight on you? and you appear stingy by default. Do you know what yeah, I'm trying to say? Yeah, it's an interesting one, yeah. isn't it? Because in order to call out a sting, you yourself become that which you are fighting against. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> in order to save so. $6 or whatever. All right, I only say that she would call it out because literally anyone could do anything to me and I would never call it out. You could literally <laughs> walk all over me and be like, you're Thank welcome, you. that's okay. <laughs> all right, um, uh, what about Azara or Michelle? Who is most likely to get on the knee pads... Take a running slide into the DMs. Who is more notorious out of Michelle. you Michelle. doing that? Oh. <laughs> that was a very quick answer. I don't, I don't care. I will DM whoever. At There's been multiple the times. And a prime example would be us seeing something on Instagram where we're like, oh, something's gone down there. Like, I'd love to know. You know when you see something, it might be a breakup or someone's left a job and you want to know 
what happened and they just never say explicitly because no one ever says explicitly on Instagram. Michelle's the person we always say, can you just DM them with faux concern and find out what happened? Boys, I am not just the queen of memes. I am the queen of gossip. Like if you need gossip, if you see something and you're like, I need the full story, I've got you. If I need to use my journalistic like talent to ask questions and ask the tough questions, I'll do it at any time of the day. I don't care. Oh wow. wow! Well, what's the what's the biggest what's the biggest name you've slid in the DMs of? What have sent them a message or just done the crying and face emoji or something? Oh, I mean, we we DM Jamila Jamil. That's how she came on the podcast, and she's got like over oh, three million followers. Amazing! So. Yeah, that was great. Get yeah. when I saw she was on your podcast, I was like, wow, that's it's a big hitter. You know, that's great. We really winged it. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got to sometimes try. I get, I get, you know, judged for sliding into the Hilltop Hoods DMs or who was an example the other day. Joyride tells a story of sliding into um, a famous cricketer's DMs and just going, hey, come to my DJ set. And the guy came because, like, you never know when they're going to be checking their Insta. Maybe I need to be doing this more. <laughs> At the final one, Matt O'Kine. Oh, yeah. So, okay, you wake up in your dorm room in Lima, all right, who has their schedule mapped out for the day and who can barely remember their own name from last night? I think we're both the same. I think we can, like, barely remember. I don't think... On holidays, you and I don't plan. Where am I, by the way? Lima, Peru. Peru. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Peru, okay. I mean, it's not... <laughs> It, that doesn't matter. You could be. You could be in. in, in, in oh, it's completely in, country dependent. In Wulgulga, you know, it doesn't really matter where you are. I, want, I wanted to answer it properly. Um, do I? Mm, yeah, nah, neither of us. Zara but, and I, if we're on holiday, we are truly on holiday. Like, there's no planning. There's no like knowledge of where we are at any given moment. There's just nothing going on upstairs at all. If we switch off, we're like fully switched off, and I think. Zara and I on holiday would be the ones taking it too far on a night out and then suffering for the, the holiday, next 48 the hours. The holiday planner is a um, an interesting st- type of person. <laughs> I love a whole, like I love schedules the whole day. I know exactly what I'm doing all day. I know the restaurants, I know the things. I, I, no. I, I, You're a nightmare. No, no I, 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 you know what? I, I get up and I go, I'm doing this, and anyone who wants to come can come. Otherwise, bye. <laughs> and no, I do I it. Me out. Oh, bro. <laughs> I love no going with the flow at all. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Remind me not to go on a trip with you. Goodness me. Um, look, I was so sorry. We've got to let you go. You've been um, so wonderful coming on the show. Michelle and Zara from the Shameless Podcast. Thank you very much for chatting to us. Uh, thank you very much for having the important conversations both on your podcast, Shameless, and the new book, Space, uh, The Space Between, which you can pick up wherever It's everywhere Where and doing some really great things so far. So I uh, appreciate it so much. We'd love to catch up again. One of the, I'd love... Matt and I have often referred to our, our show sometimes as the diving pool or occasionally the Mariana Trench in that we go very, very deep. <laughs> and I feel that given, given that we've I mean, only I had 15 minutes, we haven't been able to go as deep as I oh, feel. Wait, oh. wait, Michelle's got an offer. What's an the offer? offer? Yes. It's be our official, like, brother podcast. Okay. Wait, no, oh. I thought it was a sister podcast. Oh, so you, I'm like, you, I'm blushing. Michelle. You had me, and I'm only here for the book plug. You had me then, and I am ready to I'm accept a thousand times yes. Um, but honestly, it, it was a real pleasure. Thank you so much for, for being a part of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Please, if you're listening, check out The Space Between, the new book by Michelle Andrews and Zara McDonald. Uh, it's a really incredible read for anyone of all ages. Even if you're in your 30s. <laughs> thanks so much, guys. Yeah, thanks again. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Order up.
Just how you like it. Perfect. Matt O'Kine, you can forget your pokies, my friend. Forget them. Because I'm about to tell you about the easiest money that you're going to make. You are a shoe-in for this, my friend. Kino? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, the actor, the Australian Academy of Cinema and Television Arts. I'm a member. I'm a member. <laughs> has just announced a new award, which is called the Reg Grundy Award, and it's a competition asking folks to come up with a new reality TV show for which the winner... The chosen show will receive fifty thousand dollars. Whoa! You have these ideas all the time, my man. That's a lot of kebabs. <laughs> that is a way to end your night, other than the VIP lounge. That's incredible. Or uh, I don't know why I'm talking about gambling so much all of a sudden. I don't even gamble anymore. I just uh, this is stupid. But um, yeah, look, it's incredible. They're after a game slash reality show idea. All right. Mm. The purpose of the whole award is to uh, is to get some more. Unscripted entertainment shows on Australian TV, all right? It's about making local shows and getting the talent that we got here, making people proud. That's the way into the, the cash as well because if you, you know, made up Big Brother and then it gets sold to all these other territories, then it's just it's the licensing fees. So we want to do this as an all-day breakfast podcast. We're going to take a few of your ideas, bring them together, submit them by 11.59 Australian Eastern Standard Time on Sunday the 4th of October and um, we're going to be in the running for this uh, for this big prize. So we did ask you on social media, on our uh, matt.and.alex Instagram, what's your reality TV show idea? And we had some excellent candidates get in touch, Matt. Yeah, that's right. Darcy from Canberra got in touch. You've got a bit of a mix between MasterChef and another iconic reality TV show. Yeah, um, Big Brother. Ooh, MasterChef crossed with the, the big boy. Master Brother. Yeah, Master... Oh, oh Big Big Chef. Big Chef. All right, <laughs> I like the sound of it. And uh, what happens? Yeah, so you know in MasterChef how they're all re- like they're all already living in a house, like mm-hmm. separate from the outside world. Yeah. I mean, we don't get any of the conflict in that. I think it'll be a mm. great idea to get some of the conflict. What goes on the house? And then they come into the kitchen and they'd be like sabotage. Maybe they're stealing each other's ingredients, like all from that conflict with like living together. Stop <laughs> lying, Darcy. You just want a little bit of big chef up late. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Washing a few cucumbers and figs in the showers, let me tell you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know you, Darcy. All right. Well, look, it's not a bad idea. Thank you so much, Darcy. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> We've also got Liv with us. All right, Liv, elevator pitch. What do you reckon we should submit for this uh, reality TV show prize? Well, my idea is a sort of like a survivor mixed with a, uh, like, punked sort of. So the idea was <laughs> that... What, so, like, they've been living on an island for, like, two years and you're like, surprise, we weren't even filming. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, that'd be a good idea, but my idea is more 2020 edition, Karen edition. So you get a bunch of Karens and you punk them, but you make it like a survivor-ish situation. So what, are we talking about like in one big restaurant, okay, you've got a group dinner and you just have 
the waiters gradually making more and more mistakes, and you just watch the Karens crumble like they until they each every one of them has to go to the manager. Exactly, and the last <laughs> the, one wins. <laughs> <laughs> the person who can hold it in wins the vote. I like that. Um, do we have a, a name, a working title for this live? Oh, um, Karen of the fittest. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. Karen of the fittest, okay. Hmm, I can't think of anything else at the moment, but... Um, okay, no, I think Karen of the Fittest is a good one there, Liv. Thank you very much for the call. <laughs> Let's go into the uh, the pot that we're going to hopefully be choosing for our entry. If you have one, please get in touch uh, with us. Get in the DMs and uh, let us know your idea. And also, you know, we don't want to take your idea. If you just want to roll with it, then mm. by all means, submit your idea directly to ACTA. It costs $25 for ACTA members, but it's $50 for non-members. And do it. And I really, really mean it. If you actually have an idea... And you you think it's good, then then enter. It can only you know absolutely. That's the What's the worst that can happen? So do it. But also, if you want twenty years of experience in the business um, combined, also you know several <laughs> credits on uh, <laughs> resume. I have the I have the infrastructure. I have the resources. All right, I can make it happen. We can split this money. Then yeah, get in touch yeah, with the it, show. Submit it. If it doesn't work, come to us. Your boys, Ben Alex, will produce your idea up. No worries. You're welcome, mate. But we're going to be throwing a few ideas into the mix as well and uh, we've polished up a little example of our uh, our first one. Here it is, the brand new Australian reality TV show. This week on Farmer Wants a Climate Change Policy, Crazy and Nathan is getting desperate. Oh yeah, look at this point I'm pretty hungry for a WAP, you know, a wet-ass pasture. But due to increasing global emissions it looks like my drought is going to continue for a while. But will Jeremy be the answer to his prayers? Oh, hi, I'm Jeremy. I'm, I'm 38. Uh, <clears throat> I'm a lobbyist for the big petroleum companies and I'm used to making it rain for them. So uh, l- let's see what I can do for Nathan. After a promising start, Nathan pops the big question at a candlelit dinner and Jeremy drops a bombshell. Jeremy, like, you're great because... Uh, you know, I just think most governments are afraid of commitment to keep global temperature rise below 1.5 degrees. But, you know, I'm scared. I, I'm kind of like the Amazon rainforest, you know. I've been burned before. So tell me, Jeremy, are you serious? Oh, look, I'm, um, I'm 100% committed, um, but it's it's complicated. Uh, I'm still in a relationship with, with Mr Big Oil. You what? Oh, it's nothing serious, honest. No, I know they're on their way out. I mean, we're just we're just frack buddies. Yeah, no, it doesn't mean nothing. I am uh, sorry to interrupt, gentlemen, but I wanted to thank you for dining at the Environment Restaurant. I have your bill for the entree of poisoned rivers and one main of uh, carbon emissions. Oh, shucks. I didn't bring me wallet, sorry. <laughs> but you were the only one who ate. I, I just had water. Oh, well... Yes, but, uh, you know, I poured the water for you, so... <laughs> Plus, it's tradition for the taxpayer to always pay for the meal. Oh, called me old-fashioned. Uh, by the way, I might have a little sip of uh, that water. Fine. Just a little one. Oh, Mm. Ah. Oh, 
can I have another glass, please? All that and more on this week's Farmer Wants a Climate Change Policy. All right, Matt O'Kine, we love talking to you, the people who listen to this podcast every day, and we like it so much that whenever we have a talkback call, we always love to uh, get a new one out of it. Hence, our talkback conga. Yeah, that's right. Daniel from Monday's episode started the conga line with a story of him getting zapped in the uh, crown jewels on an electric fence. So we asked, when have you been zapped? Then Claire told us on Tuesday's show how she got zapped on an electric fence during a family holiday. So we asked now... Family holiday fails. And we've had Sean from St. Clair get in touch with us. G'day, Sean. How are you, Rat Dog and Crumb? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ew, good. Pretty good, my man. <laughs> Sean, how are you? Well, I'm not too bad. Yeah, nice one. Nice one, man. Well, uh, look, we asked about family holiday fails, and you said that you uh, there was a bit of an accident at the start of a family holiday. Yeah. Um, probably, I think it was about day three on a 14-day holiday. And we just went into a swimming pool in the caravan park that we were staying at. And being kids, you swim around, be silly. I decided to jump under, hit the bottom and jump up as hard as I could. Oh, what a and, game. And didn't realise my mum's head was right in front of me and head butted her face. She got hit by a Sean oh. torpedo. <laughs> oh, no. What are we talking? Are we talking um, sore, sore teeth, sore, sore um, cheek, chin, what? Broken nose. Oh. With uh, two black eyes for the rest of the holiday. <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, caravan park pool areas may as well be a UFC octagon, the amount of injuries that come out of these, these oh, joints. Exactly. So uh, the rest the rest of the holiday, your mum mum was walking around with the black eyes. Yeah, two black eyes. Where the hell are we supposed to go from here, Alex Sison? What do you think? Well, I, my thoughts are, um, you know, tales from the caravan park, I thought could, mm. be, uh, could be an interesting one because there's caravan parks around Australia that you could... Um, <laughs> All sorts of things happen. I mean, I remember being in uh, Tokenwall one time doing orienteering uh, with that. My dad set up a uh, orienteering course for, for us. We could get into, but um, that, that was my first thought, Matt. What about you? I'm thinking um, pool parties, stories from the pool parties. What do you think? What do you reckon, Sean? Oh, I got to reckon that when have you given someone an injury? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't mind that one. No, well, I don't mind that. I mean, accidental injuries. No, no, I mean, accidentally. No, it's gonna be all. No, go with tales from the caravan park. We're going with tales from the caravan park. All right, you let us know your tales from the caravan park, whether it be pool, whether it be pergola, whether it be prodding some sausies at the the communal barbie. Let us know at matt.n.alex on Instagram. Hey, thanks very much, Sean. No worries. See you later, boys. Catch you, mate. Cheers, mate. Uh, That does bring us to the end of today's episode of Matt and Alex. Thank you so much to Michelle and Zara for joining us. They are just so awesome at what they do. Everything they touch turns to gold, and we're so proud to, uh, to now call them our sister potty, mate. Podcast besties. We're going to have to start becoming some, um, some good older brothers come to for advice. I think they've got a lot more to teach us than we've got to teach them. (laughs) 
Mate, I don't know nothing. I'm walking through this whole thing with a blindfold, honestly. <laughs> yeah, they're the, the high-flying successful uh, exec yeah. uh, up at the, you know, the podcast CEO office and we're, the, we're, the, we're the, the brother who's still at home on the couch with mum and dad just <laughs> slobbing it in, in between work for the moment. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, Matt Nuggs. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye. That's it. All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.